just a few announcements I want to go through with you real quick before um, our special guest comes out. I don't know if many of you got bulletins this morning. Um, they had our lyrics printed in on them and everything. We were so ready for that outdoor service. But um, Todd has them if you would like them. There are a few announcements on the front cover. We're starting a Bible study on the book of John that's going to be led by Dr. Ruben Rubio right over here. And that starts next week. No, two weeks. It starts, I'm going to read my bulletin, on July 8th. That would have been the smart thing to do from the beginning. Um, it meets every other Saturday starting July 8th in their home. There's also going to be one that meets online every other Monday, and that starts July 10th. So if you would like more information about that, just come and talk to Dr. Ruben Rubio over here. Um, our fireworks viewing party is coming up. The city of Albion is so great. They like put on this huge fireworks display just for us. <laughs> it's really great. We have one of the best spots in all of Albion to view it from. And so we open our property up to the community. We have games for kids, free food, hot dogs, popcorn, all kinds of things, music. It's a great event. So please come. Please invite people. On um, The tables are kind of spread around. Thank you. These little things right here, you can take these, give them out to people, or go to our Facebook page and share our Facebook post and tag people, all right? But we would love to have a great turnout. We need some more volunteers um, to help with the serving of food and the kids' games and, and things like that. We like to have a rotation of people serving food, so not one person stuck there handing out hot dogs the whole time. So it's a lot of fun. Todd is back over there with a sign-up sheet. If you would sign up to take a rotation to serve, that would be wonderful. Lastly, Heaven's Least Ballet needs a name change. It is our ministry that's really a fine arts ministry. They do more than ballet. They do other forms of dance. They do art. Um, and they do choral music now, too. They are having a fine arts camp for kids coming up in July. If you would like more information about that, you can go to our website, www.caringcommunity.church. And um, also share that Facebook page, post on our page and tag people you know with children. We would love to get as many children here for that fine arts camp as possible. All right? Special guest speaker is my father, Pastor Lester Smith. He has an amazing story. Um, and many, many years ago, he was a Shakespearean actor. And he thought that was going to be his career path. And God derailed him. <laughs> quite literally. And um, instead called him to become a minister. And he has used his gifts of dramatic presentation, not just for preaching, but for proclaiming God's word. He's memorized many of the books of the New Testament. And so this summer we're doing a series studying the book of James. So he is here today dressed as James to present the letter of James to us. Will you please welcome the Apostle James.
James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes scattered abroad. Greetings. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing this, that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all men liberally and without reproach, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. Let not that man suppose that he should receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Let the lowly brother glory in his exaltation, but the rich in his humiliation. For as the flower of the grass, he will pass away. For the sun is no sooner risen with a burning heat, but it withers the grass, the flower falls away. So also shall the rich man fade away in all his ways. Blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when he is approved, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. But let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is drawn away by his own desire and enticed. And desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights in whom there is no variableness nor shadow of turning. Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Therefore, let everybody be swift to hear, slow, to speak slow to wrath for the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God therefore laying aside all filthiness and overflow of naughtiness receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls But be doers of the word, 
and not hearers only. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man beholding his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes his way, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But whoso continues in the law of liberty, he being not a forgetful doer, a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. If anyone among you thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his own heart, this man's religion is useless. Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their time of trouble and to keep himself unspotted from the world. My brethren, do not have the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with partiality. For if there come into your assembly a man with gold rings and fine apparel, and there come in also a, a poor man in, in filthy clothes, and you pay attention to him who has the fine clothing and, and say to him, uh, you, you sit here in a good place. But to the poor man, you stand over there or sit here under my footstool. Have you not become partial in yourselves? And become judges with wicked thoughts. You dishonor the poor. Do not the rich oppress you and, and drag you into the courts? Do not they blaspheme that worthy name by which you are called? If you fulfill the royal law according to scripture love your neighbor as yourself you do well but if you show partiality you commit sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors for whoever keeps the whole law yet offends in one point he is guilty of all for he who said, do not commit adultery, also said, do not murder. Now, if you do not commit adultery, but you murder, you have become a transgressor of the law. So speak and so do as though, as those who shall be judged by the law of liberty. For he shall have judgment without mercy who has shown no mercy. And mercy triumphs over judgment.
My brother, if a man has faith and does not have works, can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled, yet you do not give them those things that are needed by the body, what does a profit? Even so, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Yes, someone may say, you have faith and I have works. But show me your faith without your works, and I'll show you my faith by my works. You believe that there is one God? (laughs) You do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. But do you not want to know, foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Do you see how faith working together with his works and by works was faith made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled, which says, Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. You see then how man is justified by works and not by faith only? Likewise was not uh, Rahab the harlot justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out another way. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. My brethren, Let not many of you be teachers, knowing that we shall receive the stricter judgment. For we all stumble on many things. If anyone does not stumble on word, (laughs) he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths and turn about their bodies. See also the ships, which though they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, yet are they turned by a very small helm, wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts of great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles.
For the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members that it defiles the whole body. It sets on fire the course of nature. It is set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast, bird, of reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but all the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly, evil, full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our God and Father. And with it, we curse men who are made in the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth comes blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring send forth sweet water and bitter out of the same opening? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives or the vine figs? Thus no spring yields both salt water and fresh. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show out of good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking, do not boast or lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil work are there. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. For the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. From where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desire for pleasure that war in your members? You lust and have not. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and you war, but you have not because you ask not. You ask and receive not because you ask amiss. 
that you may consume it on your pleasures, you adulterers and adulteresses. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself the enemy of God. Or do you think the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously, but he gives more grace. Wherefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God and He will lift you up. Do not speak evil of one another, brethren. For he who speaks evil of his brother and judges his brother speaks evil of the law and judges the law. Now, if you judge the law, you're not a doer of the law, you're a judge. There is one lawgiver who is able to save and destroy. Who are you to judge another? Come now. You who say, today or tomorrow, we will enter into such and such a city, spend a year there, buy, sell, and make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little while. And then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. But you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. Come now, you rich men. Weep and howl for your miseries that are coming upon you. Your riches are corrupted and your your garments are moth-eaten. 
Your gold and your silver are corroded. And their corrosion shall be a witness against you. It shall eat your flesh as fire. You have heaped up treasure for the last days. Indeed, the wages of your laborers who mowed your fields, which you kept back by fraud, cry out. And the cries of those who have reaped have entered into the ears of the Lord of Sabaoth. You have lived in pleasure and luxury on the earth. You have fattened your hearts as in a day of slaughter. You have condemned, you have killed the just. And he does not resist you. Be patient, therefore, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it, that he might have the early and later rain? You also be patient. Establish your hearts. For the coming of the Lord draws near. Do not grumble one against another, brother, lest you be condemned. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. Take my brethren, the prophets, who have spoken to you in the name of the Lord as an example of suffering and patience. Indeed, we count those blessed who endure. You have heard of the patience of Job and have seen the end intended by the Lord that he is very compassionate and merciful. But above all things, do not swear, either by heaven or by earth or by any other oath, But let your yes be yes, and your no, no, lest you fall into condemnation. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he has committed sins... It will be forgiven him. Confess your trespasses one to another. Pray one for another. 
The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. And he prayed that it would not rain. And it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. Then he prayed again. And the heaven gave rain and the earth brought forth its fruit. Brethren, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and one turns him back, let him know that he who turns a sinner back from the error of his way shall save a soul from death and shall hide a multitude of sins. Will you guys pray with me? Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word that you've recorded for us and is passed down from generation to generation to generation and still rings true. God, I pray that we will not be double-minded. I pray that we will not be hearers of your word only, but we will be doers of your word. God, I pray you will help us to not be partial to not judge one another or value certain people over other people, but that we will welcome and honor all people equally. God, I pray that by your Spirit, our tongues will sing your praises and honor one another, that we would be quick to listen, slow to speak, And slow to become angry. And God, I pray that you will give us courage to be people who love others enough to actually stand up and try to turn them from the destructive way that they are going. So often we see people and we know they're headed down a dangerous path. But we think the polite, the correct, the loving thing to do is simply stay silent. Lord, show us how to be a light that turns people to you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, let's talk about baptism. And let's talk about James, because James, I don't know if you you feel this when you listen to the words of James, the half-brother Jesus. He says a lot of things that are like, dang, that's really hard to do. And we have faith in the Lord, but fully obeying him is tough. 
And that is why James says that we're to draw near to God and he will draw near to us. Because it's not by our, our power that we tame our tongues. <laughs> it's by the power of God and the Holy Spirit. And baptism is one of those ways that we draw near to God and he draws near to us. Where we commit to following him knowing full well that we don't have the capability to actually do that. But we declare that it is our intention that we believe and have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's our intention to follow him. And in baptism, God draws near to us with his spirit. And his spirit begins to empower us more and more to actually live in the way of God, in the way that brings life and freedom. As James says, to follow the law of liberty, the law of God that brings life and freedom. And so we have four people today who've made that decision to be baptized. And these four people have um, come to, and they've talked with either Pastor Eric or myself and talked about their faith and their belief in Jesus Christ, that he's a son of God who has died for their sins. And they've talked about it is their desire to follow the Lord. And so today they're publicly getting baptized to declare that faith. And we are going to march outside where the tub is ready for the outdoor service. So if you'll kind of go down the hill a little bit and face up this direction, okay? And we're going to start with Robert Sprouse over here. And then next, Cadence Burke. Where are you? She's here somewhere. Oh, right back here. Cadence is going to be baptized. And then we have Scott and Danny Phelps that will also be baptized, all right? And so hold on just, I know you're eager. We're going to go out there and baptize, and then we're going to come back in here for our lunch and share lunch together. If you did not bring food, that's fine. We have plenty, okay? We hope you stay and enjoy fellowship with one another. All right. Thank you. You can head out.